Lamed Beis of Medalef. About nine lines down at the beginning of the new Perek, the seventh Perek. Um, there's a few Masechtas. This is one of them where the end Prakim, this would be the seventh, eighth, and ninth Perek, are sort of um, summed up in the first few lines of the Mishnah. And in this case, the first about seven lines of this Mishnah sums up what we have for the rest of the Masechta. And it's essentially a list of uh, things that are uh, Torah requirements, some of which, uh, they're all things that you verbally have to say, certain people in certain times. Some can be in any language. Some must be only in Lashon HaKadosh. So says the Mishnah, I put a diamond around the term Three lines later, I put a diamond around the term So here's a list of things that um, must be said uh, or can be said in any language. Now, it might be ideal to say in Hebrew, but any language is acceptable. Parsha Saita, that's ostensibly why this is here, because the first in the list is Parsha Saita, which we've been dealing with extensively. Vidui Meiser. There's a concept at the end of the, uh, say, third and sixth years of the seven-year Shemitah cycle. Uh, you come and verbally declare that you have given all of the various Meisers, the Meiser Rishains, the Meiser Shanies, the Meiser Anis, that you had to give. Kriyashma, that's what we say, uh, at least twice a day in the morning and night, saying Shema. Tvila is what we'll call a uh, formal tefillah, Shmona Esrei, uh, any language. Birkas HaMazayin is the uh, grace after meals, the uh, benching that we have after uh, bread meal. Shvuas HaEidus and Shvuas HaPikadayin are uh, different uh, oaths that the uh, court can administer for a person who claims uh, that he doesn't know a particular testimony, he has to swear to the fact that he uh, doesn't know it, and then actually if he turns out that he did know it, he has to bring a korban al-viyorid, a shuas pikod, a similar, he'd have to swear if he's claiming he, he didn't get that deposit, and then if he really did, he would have to bring a asham gezelois, kama. Excuse me, and and this now is a list of things uh, that can be said only in the same language the Torah is written in in Lashon Hakodesh. Um, number one is Mikra Bikurim when the uh, farmer would bring their first fruits. There's uh, a few lines that have to be said, and those can be that can be only in Lashon Hakodesh. Chalitza is when a man dies, no children, and his wife is going to. Um, to have a chalitza done with one of the surviving brothers, that uh, service has to be done in Lashon HaKadosh. Brachos and Klalos, that was when the uh, Jewish people went into Israel with Yehoshua originally about 3,300 and change years ago. Um, there was a special ceremony that took place by Hargrizim and Hareval. That was had to be Lashon HaKadosh. Birchas Kaihanim is what we have uh, Nisias Kapayim. Um, only uh, Lashon HaKadosh is acceptable. Birchas Kaihain Gadol. Uh, that would be the on Yom Kippur. After he does the Avot, as a special bracha, he says that's only in Lashon HaKadosh. Parshas HaMelech, which is um, basically Hakel, the things that the king has to uh, do once every seven years on, uh, let's say, uh, I believe it's um, the, the year after the Shemitah year. Parshas Egla Arufa, if they uh, find a uh, someone who was uh, killed and it's not clear who, the whole Egla Arufa Parsha, uh, you know, our hands did not spill this blood, that language would not be good. It would have to be Yadenu Leishafru, etc. And Mashuach Milchama Bishasha Medabra La'am. The Mashuach Milchama is the Kohen who is anointed to lead the Jewish people out to war when he gives his various uh, speeches and uh, pep talks and things. He has to say also, Lashna Kodesh, period. 
That essentially is what we're going to be doing for about the next uh, two and a half weeks till we finish the Masechta. So the Mishnayas themselves uh, go over uh, extensively the various Makaras for each one of the things that has to be in Eloshna Kodesh. Interestingly, the things that were the first list of things that could be in any language, that the Gemara is going to spend a daf or so going over where we know that. So, here we go. Mikrobikurim. I squiggle under line Mikrobikurim. Three lines later in the middle of the line is Chalitza. I squiggle underline that. And three lines later, first two words in the line is Brachis and Klalois. I squiggle underline that. Those would be the first three things that have to be on the Lashon Kodesh. Let's start. Back to Mikrobikurim. Mikrobikurim, Ketzad. So, uh, Ketzad, the Rashi here does Kemo Minainas. Where would you know it from? Well, Pasuk says, Ve'anisa ve'amartza lifnei Hashem le'kecha. Uh, you have this ania word, which roughly translated like uh, speak up and say before the Hashem your Lord, Ulahalan hu aimer, and elsewhere. Now, this is by the Brachas and Klalais. It has a very similar term. It says, Ve'anu halavim ve'amru. Okay, so you have, it says the Anisa term by Mikrobi Kurma says Va'anu by Levi Malahalan just like over there it's Lashon Hakodesh only Lashon Hakodesh Afkan by Lashon Hakodesh so too over here it's Lashon Hakodesh only and we'll see where we know over there it's Lashon Hakodesh Chalitza I scribble underline Chalitza the next issue the mission is dealing with Ketzad which again we'll probably say, like where do you know that Chalitza can be done the ceremony the things that have to be spoken out only in Lashon Hakodesh well. The psukim uh, say by chalitza the ansa the amra shall speak up and say ula halanu imer like we already used before by the levim by the brachas and klolos it says the anu halavim the amru just like we had before so too by chalitza malahalan lashna kodesh only afkan lashna kodesh only Rabbi Yehuda who we boxed he says Rabbi Yehuda imer when it comes to the chalitza. The uh, ansa, the amra, kacha. He says you don't have to even need the gzera shava. You could say within the psukim itself, because by chalitza this three word phrase is said the ansa, the amra, kacha. Now the ansa she speaks up. The amra says now what's the kacha thusly? Like we know what she says. So darshaning the word kacha internally just within chalitza would be equal. Kacha like this, in other words, exactly like this in the same language that the Torah was written. That's why Rabbi Huda learns that Chalitza, back and forth, the things have to be said, only Lashon HaKadosh, period. Brachas and Klalois. Now here we get to the Brachas and Klalois. I squiggle behind that, and obviously you could see from the length of the Mishnah, which goes until we flip the page, a little bit more. Ketza, the Ketza over here is not so much where do you know it from, but more like how was it done? Well, Kavan Shavu Yisrael Asayari, when the Jewish people originally crossed the Jordan River, being led in by Yehoshua about 3,340 years ago, and they came to those two mountains, Shebesh Shomron, in the Shomron area, Shebetzad Shechem, that's next to or adjacent to Shechem, Shebetzal Eloine Moire, in the general vicinity of the place called Eloine Moire, Shenem are like the Pasuk says, Hello, Hema, behold, are, the, are not they? This is not the Pasuk in uh, Chomish, just talking about what the Jewish people will do when they eventually go into Israel. Hello, Hema, Haragrizim, Harevel, Be'evar Yardain, Eitzelayne, Moire. They're on the other side of the Jordan, and the Pasuk continues, Niralon, Moire. Ulahalanu, Oimer, and elsewhere. Back in Sefer Bracious, it also mentions Eloin Moire. It says, Vayavor Avram Baretz, Abraham went through the land, Ad Makam Shrem Ad 
Eloin Moire, that's the Pasuk. Well, Ma the Eloin Moire Hamor Lahalan, just like over there by Avraham Avinu in Genesis chapter 12, it's Shrem, because it says Mufur Shrem, Af Eloin Moire Hamor Khan, so too. The Eloin Moire, which is said by where the Yoshua is supposed to take the people to do the Brachs and Klawless when they first go into Israel, Af Amor Khan is Shrem. How exactly was it done? Well, Shisha Shvatim Allah Reisha Grizim, there were six of the 12 tribes that went up to Mount Grizim, Shisha Shvatim Allah Hareval, the other six went up to Hareval, Vakaihanim, Valavim, Vaarain, Emdim, Lamata, Beemsa. And there was a valley in between them. The Kohanim, the Levim, and the Holy Ark uh, were down below in the middle. Vakaihanim, now the Holy Ark was really in the middle. The Kohanim, Akifin, Esa Arain, they surrounded the Arain, and the Levim, Esa Kohanim. The Levim surrounded the Kohanim, Vechol Yisrael, Mikan, Mikan, and the whole Jewish people was up on one of those two mountains. Shanemar, like the Apostle says in Yehoshua, Vechol Yisrael, all the Jewish people, Zekena, Vitzelder, Shaitra, Vesheftav, Oimdim, they were standing, Mize, Umize, on either this side or that side of the Arain. Kama, Hafru Panem Klapehar Grizim Levim, who were down at the in the valley, they turned their look and faced Har Grizim Upasru Bracha, and they started. Now, there's basically a number of brachas they're going to say, and a number of klalas. Each klala mirrors one of the brachas, and they would first say the bracha to one direction, and they would uh, say the klala to the other direction. So the Levim would turn all towards Har Grizim Upasru Bracha, and they would say Baruch Yishasher. Blessed is the man who does not make a, a, a graven or molten image. And all the Jewish people, the six on this mountain, the six on the other mountain. The Levim then turned around and all faced Har-Eva, and then they started with the Klala, which was, Cursed be the man who does make one of these things, and both sides are resounding. Amen. Kama Adshigarimin brachas klolos. Now they finished the list of all the brachas and klolos. Kama v'yachrach and afterwards heviu es ha'avanim. They then brought the stones. Now there were stones. They uh, it's a very interesting thing here. They bring these rocks. They built a mizbeach with it. Um, they wrote some part of the Torah or all of the Torah on it in seventy languages. It's almost like a a preparation. They had been given um, by Moshe Rabbeinu, certainly by the end of the 40 years, the Hamish Yechum as we know it, and as like a preparation for the world, for the rest of human history, uh, to be able to at certain times be Shaykh uh, to, to getting the wisdom, at least in their own language. They, the first thing they did when they went in is they uh, brought some stones, Ubanum is Beach, and they built a mizbeach, v'saduhu besid, and they, they covered it with uh, whitewash or plaster, v'kasvu alav, and seemingly they, like, they wrote on it, as kol divrei hatar b'shivim lashen. Whatever kol divrei hatar is, they wrote all of it in the 70 primal human languages. Shenem, or like the Pasuk says, be'er hetev, like uh, clarified uh, very well, very good. Kama, v'natlu es havanim. Now, it's so interesting, then they took the stones, um, they basically undid these Mizbeachs after they had brought the Korbanas Olas and Shlomim on it. Um, and they uh, went back, this is quite a day, quite a miraculous day, because a lot of things were done, Bimekayman, uh, where they were uh, encamped in uh, Gilgal, and uh, then they set up the uh, stones over there. Okay. The Gemara now, as we said, for about a... Uh, 
Let's see. Chalitza Ketzah. Yeah, for about a daf or so. This Amud Beis and the next Amud Aleph is going to go through the list of things at the beginning of the Mishnah, which we said could be in any language. And we'll ask, how do we know that? Parsha Saita Minolan. So let's start with Parsha Saita. That could be in any language. Where do we know that from? Well, Dixiv, the Pasuk says by uh, Parsha Saita. Now, it's not so clear which Pasuk we're darshaning. The Gemara uses Pasuk Chaf uh, Aleph, which is Ve'amar HaKohen Le'ishai. Squiggle in the word Ve'amar. In the context of the Psukim, we know the Kohen speaking to the woman. He doesn't have to even tell us this. What's the, and he says to the woman? Well, that would indicate, in whatever language he's saying, basically so that the woman will understand, regardless of whether it's Hebrew or some other language. Now, the Rashi at the top uh, insists that the proper Pasuk to Darshan is the one two Psukim earlier, in Pasuk Yotes, uh, it's Ve'amar El Ha'isha. Now, we know he's speaking to the woman. So what's the to the woman? That would indicate to the whatever language the woman understands. Tanarabanan, back in the Gemara, we have a bracer that goes about seven, eight lines till the two dots. He makes her to her. Basically, he tells her, the Kohen who's administering this Sota procedure, in whatever language that she can understand that she best understands the following four things. Number one, al-mahi shaita. Number two, uba-mehi shaita. Number three, al-ma-nitz-meis. And number four, uba-mehi nitz-meis. Colin, we'll go over each point now and translate as we go over. So uh, four points. I underline these four words, al-mahi shaisa. Uh, one line below, I underline three words, uba-mehi shaisa. One line below that, I underlined three words, al and one line under that, I underline three words. Those are the four points. Here's the first. For what reason is she drinking? Why does she have to go through this? Well, because her husband warned her, she went into Yichud. Basically, she was acting in a very improper, uh, outrageously promiscuous way. That's why the reason that she has to drink. Next point. The second point was Bamehi Shaisa. Bameh would be like in, in from what type of glee? A fancy crystal, a silver goblet? Oh no. Bemekeda Shalcheris, the lowliest of low. A a a earthenware flask, almost like a disgustrous earthenware flask is what she'll have to drink from. Point number three was Alma Nitmes. Like why did she? Like, what was the reason that she apparently like uh, became defiled? Uh, and, and even if she didn't, that she brought herself to this uh, sort of situation. Well, al iske fialdus because of issues of uh, unnecessary levity and immaturity, and essentially a very lightheaded attitude towards things that should be uh, much more uh, taken seriously, like schmoozing with the opposite gender. Obviously, none of this happens if that doesn't even start, but the uh, unnecessary flirtatiousness is what brought this about. And finally, the fourth point, ubamehi nitmes. And like, uh, in what way did this happen? Now, assuming that it could be that there was a um, um, intercourse that took place in that yichud, uh, well, if she agreed, then it's a big problem. If she didn't agree, still a big problem. She shouldn't have gone to Yichud, but if it was Bishoyger Remezid, she's in big trouble. Bishoyger, actually, the water will not 
um, affect her? Or was she like raped or did she willingly agree? If she was raped, it's uh, not going to check. Now, the Cholkachlama, why is it necessary to let her know that it makes a big difference if she was shady or amazing? Namely, this last fourth point. Because it's very important that if she doesn't blow up, she understands the reason. So it's not to have um, negative rumors spread about the effectiveness of these uh, the waters. Let's say she was raped, or, or let's say it was a, a shaykh and the water doesn't work. If she doesn't know that point very clearly, she might think, well, listen, like even if I had an affair uh, and agreed to it, it uh, nothing would have happened. And we certainly do not that, want that to be uh, her conclusion. The next case in the mission of things that could be said in any language was vidui meiser. Uh, farmers at the end of, there's a seven-year Shemitah cycle at the end of year three and at the end of year six, they come and one of the things they have to do is they have to uh, declare that they've uh, taken care and, and given out, divvied up uh, whatever meiserish or meiser sheni, meiserani they were supposed to. Vidui meiser. Minolan, where do we know that it can, it can be said in any language? Well, dirsiv, the Pasuk says, by vidui meiser, the uh, amarta. I squiggle underline the word Vamarta, Livne Hashem Kecha, and you should say before the Lord your God, Biartia Kishmina Bais, I've gotten rid of all of the uh, Kodesh, that means the, the Micers from my household. Okay, Veyolif, and we now have Xerashavar. Remember what we started with in the second line? What was the Pasuk? The Amar. Whether it was the Amar El Haisha or Amar HaKohen Laisha, either way, it used the term Vamar, Veyolif Amira, we can learn Xerashavar, Mi Sota, uh, which, what do we say by? Sota bechol lashon shu oimer. Basically, any language that the person understands, he could say his vidui meiser. Well, says Rosved Amar Rosved Habaye. If you're using the Amira term, why not learn from somewhere else? Well, if Amira me Leviim by the Leviim, and that, by the way, has to be only in Hebrew. And the pasuk says over there in Dvarim Chav Zayin pasuk Yedalid ve'anu halavim ve. Omru. And why not say then, then when it comes to Vidui Meiser, Malahalam Beloshna Kodesh, just like by Levim, Hebrew and only Hebrew, Afkan by Vidui Meiser, Beloshna Kodesh, Hebrew and only Hebrew. Well, the reason is because when you have a Gzera Shava to make, you make the Gzera Shava. If there's two possible terms to connect it to, you connect it to the term that is most closely related to what you're looking for. Namely, Danin Amira Greda, just the word Ve'amar or Ve'amarta or ve'amar uh, by itself may amir greatest. You have the word ve'amarta by vidui meiser, and you have the word ve'amar by saita. Uh, ve'ain donin, as opposed to learning amira greda, a just amar term, from ania ve'amira, from a phrase that says, and that's what it does indeed say, by um, by the other pasuk, ve'anu halavim ve'amru, period. Tanya, you have a brace that goes for three lines. Uh, this is a general uh, sort of uh, issue and idea. Reb Shimon ben Yochai Oimer, Adam Oimer Shvachoi bechol namochu gnusoi bechol ram. A person should uh, say his praises sort of in a low voice, not shout them out from the rooftops. Ugenusoi and his, I guess his disgrace, the like icky things, should be said bechol ram out loud. Okay, where do we have a precedent for each one of those? Colon. Continues the price. Praises should be in a low voice. Min vidui hamaiser. Vidui maiser. Part of the vidui maiser is to say arami oived avi, which we're basically saying that our great 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 grandfather, true on the one hand it was uh, Yitzchak, on the other hand it was 
Lavan, who was a outright Russia. You say that uh, more quietly. Where do we see that the Genus is said out loud? Mikra Bikurim. Okay, I'm going to correct that. The Shvachabachal Namuch from Vidui Meiser, it doesn't say Ania, so you say it quietly, whereas the Genusa, the Genus part, is Mikrabikurim, um, that's where you mention uh, Lavan Harami. Okay, that's the end of the Brisa. The Gemara asks, about a four line question starts here, Uganusa Bikol Ram? Really? Um, disgraceful things about a person or their, their history, their past should be said. Loudly, why in general is there a concept of the the tefillah, the prayer, what we call we have now formalized prayer? Shmona should be said in a more uh, quiet way. Well, because there's people who will be um, um, embarrassed by talking about their averas in Shmona and therefore we say it. Uh, Quietly, if somebody's be doing the vidui during the shmoneser, you say it uh, quietly, and we know that we, the precedent for this is by Chana, who was davening. She was davening quietly. Uh, here's another example for the pasuk makes no distinction if a person is bringing a korban ola, which anyone can bring, or a person is bringing a korban chatas. Oh, a korban chatas! He must have done something wrong. Huh? You see, he's bringing a korban chatas. Actually. It's very hard to tell what the person is bringing the korban for because both a ola and a chatas are shechted in the same place. The pasuk made no distinction between where the place of the shechita is, ben chatas la'ila. Again, um, it, it seems like it should be done more quietly, the uh, the issues that are of, of a disgraceful nature. Well, the Gemara concedes and, and slightly uh, edits uh, that which we're saying should be done aloud. Lo tema genusai. That's true. The genus, the disgrace of a person, like the Averis or the Vidui, should not be said aloud. Elaema tsaara. It's more the uh, challenging situation that a person is going through, his, his pain, his trials, his tribulations. Kedisanya. Like we see that concept in the following uh, three and a half lines in Aic Source. Starts here with a pasuk from Vayukriyot Gimel by the uh, Metzaira. Uh, the Pasuk says, Tome, Tome, Yikra. He calls out, uh, Impure, impure, Tome. Now, why in the world should that be like called out and publicly announced uh, for everyone? Well, the Mitzvah has to let his uh, challenging situation be known to the masses. What's the benefit of that? Well, the people feel sorry for him. If they don't know, they don't know. But once they know, the Rabbim Mavakshin of Rachamim, so the masses, uh, the people who hear about this, will uh, daven for this guy. And that's a good thing. Anyone who has something challenging happen to them, should, it sounds like he has to let the Rabbim know. We know the power of uh, the masses doing something is often much greater than the power of an individual. That's the end of the Tanaic source. Gufa. I put a parallel ground on this. Gufa, we go back to something we had said earlier. In general, and we lose all the time, this basically is a, 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 a constant in every Jew's life for all of history. Why is it that the tefillah should be done um, 
silently. Arshman Esri, we say silently. Well, Shaloi Levayish says, so as not to embarrass the Ivri Avera, Share Loichilikakasov, and one of the examples we have of that concept is that the Pasuk does not uh, distinguish or make any uh, difference the Makaim Ben Chatas Laila, where you would shech the Korban Chatas, or as opposed to where you would shech the Korban Ola. Okay. Really, there's no difference between how a chatis is processed and all is processed? Velo, veha, I triangled the word veha, and two lines later, near the end of the line, there's another veha ika, I triangled that. So a few questions on this. Really? Veha ika damim. What about the place on the Mizbeach where the uh, blood is applied, where that's a difference, uh, colon, the dam of a chatas is the mala, has to be above the chutasikra, whereas the dam of an ola is lamata. So, like, can't any busybody sort of uh, easily see that uh, the guy's, the blood of that carbon was above, the other blood of the carbon was below? Well, truth is, it's really done far away. The shechita, everybody can see. And it, actually, shechita bizarre is even kshira. A, a non cone is allowed to do the shechita. Masha'en kane. The a blood application that's done further away on the Mizbeach. Kind of hard to follow the cone from this blood with them. But anyway, Hasam, it's only the cone who would know. And the cone, uh, Part of their um, job description is a, a discretionary attitude towards what they talk about. Now, this is very discreet. I vahaika, but what about this? Um, I triangle vahaika. Achatis and nekeila, and oilas azachar. They're two different animals. Uh, everyone will see. Oh, look at that! Oh, the guy must be a sinner. He's bringing a female uh, animal. It's not a, a male. If it was a male, we'd say it was an ola. Well. That's true, however, how could you tell if an animal is male or female? They kind of look the same, especially with their bushy tail covering their uh, sort of private part. Hasa, mechasya balya. No, when you're bringing a chatas, uh, uh, kind of covered with its uh, fuzzy tail. Well, that's if you're bringing a uh, sheep, tenach kivsa, or kisva, or kivsa. Seira ma'ikalamema, what are you going to say if it's a goat, whereas a goat doesn't have those uh, fuzzy, bushy tails and much easier to tell? Well... If a person is, I guess, irresponsible enough to bring a goat for his chatas, then it's his fault. Hasam iu dika michsef nafshe. He's the one who's embarrassing himself. He's embarrassing himself. He should have brought a sheep. You want to bring a goat and let everyone know that you're a sinner? Fine, but you could have easily brought a sheep. And he instead bring a sira. Kama. Well, that's where there's an option. But there is one category of Avera where... What's required is a uh, sawyer, a goat, and only a goat. A chatas avaitis kaychavim. If the person um, uh, served idolatry and has to bring a korban chatas for that, delosagi delosira. Delosagi is the old double negative, which means positive. It has to be delosagi delosira. In other words, it can only be a female goat. Ma'ikalamim. We're going to say there. People are going to see it's a female and always a sinner. Well, in that particular case, we're not so concerned that people see. It's very important. We actually encourage people to see because we want the person who did Avodah to be terribly embarrassed. Hasam, let him be embarrassed and continually embarrassed. So we'll have a proper kapar and atonement for the horrific uh, sin that he performed. The next in the list of the Mishnah was Kriyashma. The Kriyashma can be in any language. Where do we know that from? Well, how does it start? Dixie says, Shma Yisrael, uh, roughly translated as, Hear, O Israel, namely, Becholoshon Shata Shemea. Any language that you hear, whatever you understand, it's acceptable. Period. Tan Rabbanon. You have a uh, famous, I know, famous, it comes up in a couple other Masechtas, Machokas between Rebbe and the Chachamim. 
Tanurabana and the Brisa goes about a line and a half. Kriyashma Kirsava. Actually, uh, when a Jew reads Shema to be Yotze the Mitzvah, only as it's written, meaning it has to be in Lashon HaKadosh. Do you Rebbe? I box Rebbe. V'chachamim. We also box the Chachamim Aymrim. Bechol Lashon. Any language. Obviously, our Mishnah that said Kriyashma in language is going like the Chachamim. That's the end of the snake source, and now we'll do a little ping pong between these two opinions. My time under Rebbe. We underline Rebbe. Uh, what's his reasoning? Well, Amar Kra, the Pasuk in Kriyashma says, uh, Vehayu, name that says, Vehayu Hadivarim Ela, and it shall be these words, which we understand to mean, Behevyasan, you, as they are, so they shall be, meaning as they are, they're written in Lashna Kaidish, so they shall be. That's how you have to read them when you fulfill the. Uh, mitzvah of Kriyashma. The Rabbanon and the Rabbanon, uh, they say it can be in any language. Amar, Kra, they say, oh, that's because we're going to focus on something else in Kriyashma. The first word is Shma, which is that uh, indicates to us whatever language the person understands. Okay, now the Gemara want to know what does each one of these two snake opinions do with the other? Verabanan, I double underline the Rabbanan, and four lines later, first word on the line is Lahu, the next word is Rebbe, I double underline Rebbe. What we're going to do is we're going to say, well, Rabbanan, what do you do with what Rebbe said? And then we'll ask Rebbe, what do you do with what Rabbanan said? So here we go. Verabanan, Nami Haksi Vehayu, the Rabbanan agree, I mean, they both agree what Kriyashma is. So what do the Rabbanan do with the word Vehayu? They can't use that the way Rebbe used it, so they would tell you, oh no, ha-hu, shalai yukren l'mafreya, the ha-hu, and these things should be, is telling you, you can't read out of order. The order that the words are in the psukim, and the psukim are one after the other, that's the way you have to read it. It's not like some sort of magic, like sometimes you have a, a recipe, and you can put ingredients in, in different orders, and it comes out the same. No, no, no. Kriyashma, in the order, that's the way you do it. Rebbe, uh, that's a very important halacha. I underline Rabbi's name. So where would he know that from? He can't learn that from Vehayu because he uses the term Vehayu to teach that it has to be Hebrew and only Hebrew. Well, Rabbi would know that from Nafgalei, from the fact that it could have said Vehayu Devarim Ha'ilah. Instead it said Vehayu Ha-Devarim. So Nafgalei meet that it could have said Devarim and instead said Ha-Devarim, the extra hey. Ooh, what do the Rabbanan do with that extra hey? Rabbanan, I underline the Rabbanan. Dvarim, ha dvarim, loy mashmulhu. That's not significant enough uh, to them to be uh, darshanable. Kama, verebi. Now we go back to Rebbe, the original Rebbe opinion, who had learned from Vahayu. We double underline Rebbe's name. Well, Namiaksiv, it does say. Shma, which seems to indicate we think, at least according to the Rabbanan, that any language is acceptable. Oh, Rebbe would tell you, ha-hu, that Shma term, lay for something else. That to be Yotzi saying Shma, it's not enough to just lip the words. You have to have it at least minimally audible. It has to be able to be heard. Shma to Rebbe indicates, It has to be that you are, again, able to hear that which you're saying. Okay, comma, the Rabbanon and the Rabbanon. Mm, where would they know that from? Well, they actually disagree with that. Because the Rabbanon Savri law, they hold like the Mandamra says, and did not hear it. In other words, he just lipped the words. He would be Yotze. Period. Let's finish off uh, the Kriyashma thing. Lema, I put a diamond around this Lema. The reason I did that is the first word on the fourth line of Lamed Gimel Aleph is also a Lema. I put a diamond around that. And what we're going to ask is a like a very general question within Rebbe and within the Rabbanan. So, Lema, should we say Kesava Rebbe underline Rebbe's name? Bechol Torah, Kol Torah, Bechol Lashon Nemra. Should we say that if you asked 
um, Rebbe. He would tell you that um, when you're reading the Torah in the uh, Beit Knesset, so like we have the practice to do um, many times, that it could actually be done in any language. Um, how would uh, how would Rebbe apparently know that? Well, because if you were to say that if you want to say that Kol um, Torah can be read in shuls only in Hebrew, then why would you have to say specifically by uh, Shema the Hayu, which is after all just reading Psukim of the Torah, why, why would you need that Hayu? So should we then say that Rebbe holds that you know, public Torah readings, recitations can be done in any language? No, not necessarily. It's strict. It could be that public Torah readings can be Hebrew and only Hebrew. Then why would you have to tell me by Shema also, Vahayu, which is Hebrew and only Hebrew? Well, because within the context of the local issue of Shema, it's Mishum Dirsiv, it does say Shema, which could possibly imply that Shema can be said in any language. Therefore, you need the Vahayu to tell you no, Hebrew and Hebrew only. And the truth is that Torah reading also can be Hebrew and only Hebrew. Let's do the same thing in the reverse for the Rabbanan. Now, Lema, we have a diamond around the Lema, and we underline the Rabbanan. Should we say that the Rabbanan hold the other way? That Whenever there's public, I'm saying public Torah readings, that's the way I believe that Rashi's learning this, uh, understanding the term Torah um, public Torah readings. Or should we say the Rabbanan hold? Public Torah readings can be um, only in Hebrew. Comma connected to Isalka Daita, because if you were to possibly think Becholosh and it could be any language, well, if it could be any language, then in the more local issue of Shema, Shema, Dikasarachman Alamali, why would you have to tell me Shema that Shema could be in any language? Well, like any time public Torah readings or Torah readings are done, it's in any language. Why would you need Shema? Says the Gemara, no, we can't conclude that that's what the Rabban hold about uh, general public Torah readings. It could be really. Public Torah readings can be in any language. Why then by Shema do you have to tell me in any language? Because it's Rich Mishum Dixiv, because there is also in Shema the Hayu, which would indicate possibly to you that it would be Hebrew and Hebrew, to come to tell you that Shema, any language, and the truth is all public Torah readings also, any language. Adkan.